It is the Lunar New Year 2023, and when it comes to the New Year, we give blessings for each other to have happiness. May you be happy on this New Year's Day and all through the year. May you be rich. May you be healthy. May you succeed in all things. From the beginning levels of our hopes, which is, may riches and wealth come pouring in all up until the level of not suffering because of too much wealth. Or like we may know it as, we want the happiness from not having money and wealth. And we give blessings for work to go smoothly. May you complete your studies. May you have more income than expenses. May you have the four necessities in abundance and completeness. So we give blessings like this, and it is giving encouragement. And this encouragement is important. If we people lose our encouragement or motivation, then to do anything is difficult. One may be complete in everything, but if they lack encouragement, then they may become sick. Like we know, the sickness of depression or having mental problems, because the mental strength is not enough. One may have strength of body and strength of wealth, but when mental strength is lacking, then it is dangerous. And so when we give encouragement to each other, then those who have little encouragement get more hopes and wishes, or they have more determination from being one who has little wealth and after receiving encouragement that may you be rich, then they can become diligent and hardworking. And as we know well, that just to give and receive blessings only and say good words is not enough, but we need to practice it. But having metta, goodwill for each other is important. It's on the level of the heart, and so here we need to practice this. And so how will we have happiness? There is the happiness of a lay person, of which there are four types of happiness. One, there is the happiness coming from having wealth. Two, the happiness from consuming and using that wealth. 3. Happiness from having no debt, not owing anyone. And then there is the happiness from doing work that is blameless. See, the Buddha taught on every level. He taught what happiness is for a lay person. The wisdom of the Buddha could analyze through it all. It is very amazing. There is no one who could analyze it all in this way. And in regards to the happiness from having wealth, it is related to the power of merit and vasana, spiritual development. The dana barami, the spiritual quality of generosity that each person has built, it differs. Everyone wants to have lots of wealth so that they can have happiness. Because without wealth, then it is suffering and difficult. Like we can see one who has no basic necessities. They don't have a house, 
don't have enough food to eat, sickness is a problem, and clothing is lacking, especially in the cold season like this. They don't have warm clothing, and it's suffering. Not having blankets is a lot of suffering. So it is dependent on merit and past spiritual development, of which hasn't been built equally. So when we know this, then, even if we have only a little wealth, we have only a little merit, then we need to make a lot of merit. We can't be lazy in doing work. We are hard-working and competitive. We don't let ourselves be idle and lazy. We do work well in all aspects, and we have mindfulness, wisdom, and patience. Can we see the wealthy families in the present day in every country? They didn't just become wealthy by itself. In the beginning, they had to rely on effort, hard work, patience, and forbearance. They were intelligent. They saved and accumulated. They gained a lot of wealth and used only a little. And from setting up a small business and trade to being able to expand it to become a big company. And all the family helped out to do it too. Then they had abundance and prosperity arising. They had wealth to live in this world with completeness and abundance and without lack. And sometimes those with merit already will be born at a time when their parents have abundance and happiness in terms of wealth and money already. But still, if they don't know how to maintain it, like we have heard often of the story of the son of a wealthy family who didn't know how to maintain the wealth that his parents had given. He used it without wisdom. So, wisdom is an important quality. And ultimately, all that wealth was gone, and he became a poor beggar. This was because of not knowing how to maintain that wealth. A person who knows how to gain wealth needs to know how to maintain that wealth as well. Or being a child, it says they need to behave in a way appropriate to receive their inheritance. They need to be someone who has knowledge and wisdom, and they can look after themselves and their wealth. So one who is intelligent needs to consume wealth but to consume it with wisdom, and then happiness arises. So not using and spending it lavishly and grandly, knowing the right amount, being moderate in consumption, and having moderation in expenses as appropriate for one's status. And that which is in disrepair, then they know how to repair them, not just to throw it away. One needs to repair it to be used again. Things that shouldn't be ruined, don't let it become ruined. So can you see those with wealth have wisdom? Whatever shouldn't be ruined, then no matter how small it is, they won't let it go to waste. They are diligent and thrifty. The things that need to be used and bought, they use and consume it with wisdom so that it is used for the highest benefit. There is the saying that money doesn't fall from the sky. 
it arises from effort and diligence. And especially those of you coming here to make offerings, it doesn't come here easily, like Venerable Ajahn Chah taught that one handful of stones is not gained easily. In order to get these handful of stones, one needs to carry it from a mountain that has been blasted down, it has to be grinded down and transported in. And the important quality is that faith is required. To have this faith, there needs to be the Buddha, the Sammasambuddha, who has become perfectly enlightened. And he had sacrificed his life for an uncountable number of lifetimes. In some past lives, he was a king monkey, and in some lives he was a king elephant, and he was harmed to the point that he lost his life. Even though he had helped someone else to be free from danger, but they still came back and took his life. This happened in many lifetimes. Hearing this, we may be in tears as well. So this didn't come easily. It came from the life, blood and flesh of the Buddha. So Ajahn Chah taught that these handful of stones did not arise from here. It was a short teaching, but it went deep into the heart until today, and I'm still amazed at the Dhamma that Ajahn Chah taught. So those that have wealth, we call them millionaires or billionaires, and they may be seen as stingy, but it's not that they are stingy, but they use their money wisely, with the exception of the one who doesn't want to use it at all. They are truly stingy, which is also scary. If there isn't someone with Barami to help them, then they may not be able to overcome it. Like a rich man in the city of Rajagir who was stingy, he wanted to make dessert pancakes and didn't want to give any to his wife. So, to keep it a secret, he went far away to fry them on the seventh floor of his mansion. It was to that point. The Buddha saw with his Buddha knowledge that this rich man would attain to Sotapanna, stream entry. So the Buddha had Venerable Mahamogalana go to lower the man's ego and conceit. Venerable Mahamogalana used his psychic powers to float in mid-air outside the window. But the rich man would still not give it. His dessert was better. The ascetic floating like this, it means that he wants my dessert. He wouldn't give it. So what to do? The venerable elder Mahamogalana had to lower the man's ego and conceit. Whatever the man was thinking, venerable Mahamogalana knew of it and used it to lower the man's ego. He used smoke until the rich man was scared. His defilements were being tortured to the point of being scared scared that there would be a fire and his whole seventh floor of his mansion would be burnt. So he needed to share his dessert so that the ascetic would leave. As it happened, no matter how much he tried to tear a piece of the dessert off, it couldn't be torn. And then he got angry 
and wanted to just give it all away. But the venerable elder wouldn't receive it and said that you need to offer it to the Sama Sambuddha in the city of Sawati. And the rich man thought about how he could get there as it was so far away. Back then, it probably would have taken many months by foot. But the venerable elder said not to worry as it was his own duty and that the man only needed to prepare the dessert to offer. As the rich man walked down from the seventh floor and stepped to the last step on the ground, he was in the front of Jetawana Monastery already. It was like there was an escalator. Like we see an escalator, like when we go to the airport. If it goes quickly, then we can quickly reach there. The man listened to the Dhamma of the Sama Sambuddha and attained to Sotapanna. But if we are stingy like this and do not meet the wise Buddha, then it can be dangerous, to the point of not giving anything to anyone at all, and only thinking about oneself as well, and criticizing others too. Like one old woman who died underneath a rose apple tree, she died and could not take anything with her, and after dying, no one came to her funeral as well, because she had no heart of goodwill and compassion. So having happiness through consuming wealth, we consume it in just the right amount, and not excessively. We don't use excessively rich and lavish things, following the concepts of this world. We contemplate that to use rich and lavish things doesn't give much benefit. If those valuable things disappear, then we will suffer. If we lose it and can't find it, we will suffer. Even just small things, we use it and think it will stay with us forever onwards. When we have used it, we should have the wisdom that this thing will one day break and disintegrate. If it doesn't break, then it will disappear. It can get lost and not be found again. We will then not suffer. If that thing can't be found, or disappears, or someone takes it, or it breaks, then we won't suffer. But if we use things and don't have wisdom, then we can suffer. We have diamonds and jewellery that adorn the body, and one day it gets lost. Will we have happiness, or will suffering arise? See, it's gone. Even the smallest things can bring us suffering, and the more expensive it is, the more we will suffer. Especially if a thief comes, then we will have even more suffering when we lose our things. So we need to contemplate like what Ajahn Chah had taught, to use things and possessions and see that they are already broken. This cup is broken and cracked already. This body too, we use it and it declines. We need to be able to contemplate it so that wisdom arises, so that we won't suffer from having wealth of the external type and also from the wealth that is this body. So in this new year, may you all have happiness and grow in the Dhamma. May you grow in blessings.